Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Which Big 12 team will need to hit the transfer portal to find a quarterback in 2023? The Big 12 season is not over yet in football, but already teams will have to look ahead to figure out what they're going to be doing at quarterback in 2024. I am Josh Neighbors. This is the Big 12 Watch here on Crystal Ball College Football. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. You guys can find this show here on YouTube. You can also find it wherever you get your podcasts. If you all are catching us on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and also leave a comment to leave your thoughts. Those are all good ways to support the channel. Also, if you all listen to us uh, with the audio medium, which... I know many of you do out there, or some of you drive in your car and listen to us on audio. If you guys can watch us on video, you will. Uh, You guys, please give us five stars. That also helps spread the show around as well. Our Big 12 Championship game preview was out on Thursday, so check that out. You guys can also check out my conversation with Robbie Triano on Wednesday. We hit all kinds of things. Any news breaks over the weekend, I'm going to do my best to do episodes about it. Uh, five state championship football games I'm calling here in Arkansas. So going to do my best to manage all that this weekend. And also um, find us on Twitter at NWPod365 at Josh Neighbors underscore as well. So I was thinking about what to do for a Friday show because typically my Thursdays are my preview days. Uh, you know, just to give you, you all some more time to digest a weekend preview. And then Friday, we like to hit some kind of other, other stuff, you know, uh, some things that you can digest during the weekend or whenever you actually get around to it. Now, it might change a little bit, but I think it's interesting to discuss the transfer portal and really the Big 12 quarterback uh, situations for next year. And so I thought about, hey, who's going to have to hit the portal for a quarterback? Now, things can change, right? Houston searching for a coach. If they pick a coach and that coach says, hey, Donovan Smith, you know, we bring in some competition or Donovan doesn't like the coach or whatever. There could be some movement, um, but I broke it up into three categories when considering quarterbacks. Uh, you know, who uh, has their guy who's set, who might have their guy, and let's wait and see. And so, honestly, 
there's actually more teams than I thought that would have their guy ready to go for next year. Once again, it is a 14-team league. So you all can see divided up here. I've got set. I've got seven teams. We've got uh, another uh, six, excuse me, 16 team league. Uh, I've got another four teams in the might have their guy category. And let's let, let's wait and see. I've got five teams. So thinking about who is set for 2024, I really feel like the ones you have to acknowledge are Kansas, Kansas State, West Virginia, and Iowa State out of the remaining Big 12 schools. We'll get to the incoming ones here in a second. But those four schools, to me, feel like they've got their quarterback situation figured out. Kansas is getting Jalen Daniels back. Now the big question is how healthy is he? So I think what's behind him is important. But the the plan will be for Daniels to be the starter for 2024. K-State, they've got their succession plan to Will Howard, who's entered the transfer portal. They've got Avery Johnson, who is waiting in the wings, obviously. Uh, so that's where they're going to go. West Virginia has got their quarterback for next year, no doubt about it. It's going to be Garrett Green. And once again, all these guys could you know, decide to leave, but it seems like these quarterbacks will all be staying at these schools. So West Virginia, Garrett Green. I think Garrett Green will you know, not be vying. Cam Rising will probably be first team all Big 12, but I think uh, Garrett Green, second team, most likely preseason, you'd think. Rocco Beck at Iowa State after Hunter Decker is dismissed from the team. Beck takes over and really earned that spot. Strong season for him and got better, it felt like, as things went along and showed plenty of, uh, plenty of flashes for a guy with that much eligibility left about why he should be the guy moving forward. Right, So those four remaining Big 12 schools seem to me to be pretty set at quarterback. Three are set that are coming into the conference. Arizona, Noah Fafita was so good this season that there's no way you can deny that he should be the starter. Utah has Cam Rising, who's returning for his seventh year in college football, full circle for Cam. He started his career committed to a Big 12 school in Texas, and he's going to end his career back in the Big 12 with Utah. And then Colorado, the Buffaloes, will have Shador Sanders back for another season. He will be their starting quarterback. So there's really no debate. Like if all of those guys decided to stay at those schools, they would be the day one starter. Unless something happens, an injury, somebody sucks. You know, I mean, like Avery Johnson's probably the guy with the least amount of job security out of all this. But I think with a talent level, that's definitely gotten him in a, into a place where, hey, you're going to give this thing a full run of what it looks like, the Avery Johnson experience, before you make any decision to move away from him. So it feels like all this stuff is pretty safe, barring injury, obviously. This would then put you into the might have their guy category. I've got four teams in this spot. Baron Morton at Texas Tech. So Morton's been with the program now. I, I forget how many years it's been, but I mean, at this point, you know, he's been behind Shuck and he's battled injuries. It seems like it's time to fully turn over the reins to him. Now, with that in mind, you know, you might make sure that you're covered. And I know Jake Strong was a pretty highly recruited quarterback and they've got one in this class too. Maybe you bring somebody in the portal who's a backup, but it, it feels like Morton should get the full uh, starter experience. Guys get better as they get older. And one thing about Barron, guys, he has been dealing with that shoulder injury for the entire back end of the season. So you cannot take his play 
at face value. And I'm not saying it's been terrible, but like the short arming throws on deep passes, it's clearly not been a hundred percent of Baron Morton. And also they've relied heavily on the run game. It's been effective, but I don't think they've been able to mix in as much of the passing game as they wanted to at full force because of Baron Morton's injury. So I would say he's, you know, I, I think he, um, you could even slide him into set, but like, I, I don't think it's all the way there because of how up and down it's been, but I, I would say he's the guy. Um, Texas or TCU rather. So Josh Hoover is to me an improving player where I would give him a shot to win the job. But also this is an offense that paid, they paid a lot of money for Kendall Bryles. They did not have a good enough season this year. Hoover is getting better, but I think they want to succeed faster. And there are plenty of quarterbacks available in the transfer portal, namely the big one. I guess we'll get to guys in a little bit here, but KJ Jefferson is somebody that I think would be interested in going and playing for TCU. He does a lot of what Bryles likes as a passer and also can, can aid as a rusher, uh, you know, with a lot of that straight up the middle rushing stuff they do, or, you know, outside the tackle rushing stuff they do. They don't, they don't always get super, super creative in their running game all the time. Kendall Bryles and TCU, but they can do some things that KJ can do. And we'll see if that's a fit maybe that happens. But I think there is some, some competition brought in, but if there is not, then I think Hoover is going to get, going to be the guy. So they might have a guy and they've got a guy at least on campus who could be Houston, Donovan Smith. This is a big dependent on what happens in the transfer portal. Now, some folks might say, hey, Donovan Smith was a quarterback of a four and eight team last year. Sure, but he threw for 2,800 yards, 65% completion, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He was sacked a ton this year. He ran uh, for six touchdowns too. Like this is a guy who's got ability. And so you're wondering, okay, if, if we can bring him along, if we switch systems, like, like what do we, you know, what does it look like? Can you bring him along in the new system? But at least it's a guy who's competent. You know, I didn't feel like Donovan Smith was costing them a lot of football games this year. Uh, you know, he didn't play great all the time, but I felt like their inability to run the football is what hurt them. Also, their offensive line at times was bad. Smith can hang on to the football too, but I think it all kind of worked in concert. I don't think he needs to be a guy at this point in time who's like a change of scenery guy just yet. He just got there. But, uh, you know, because this is his third season playing at this point in time. Uh, and I believe he's got, yeah, I mean, he's played three seasons. So I think he's only got one more year of eligibility left at this point in time. Um, and for the career, he's a 65% passer, 41 touchdowns. He's one for 16. So it's a guy who's got ability. And also, too, it's a guy that you hope maybe gets older, right? Change quarterback or change coaching. You see what happens, and I think he's a candidate to be a guy who makes that next step next season. It wasn't perfect, but I think he's got the ability, depending on who the coach is. I think if you come in, that's a guy you want to keep, unless you've already got somebody in mind that you want to bring in with you to Texas, or to, to Houston, rather, to play. And then Arizona State is the next one. So uh, Jane Rashada did not have a good year, whether it was quality of play whether it was, uh, you know, injuries, whether it was other guys around him, like this was, you know, not a tremendous season, but he's only played three games. But for a guy who is as talented as Rashada is, Kenny Dillingham, I think, is going to foster that. I think you have to give a guy who's got that much talent uh, the ability to be the starter. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You've got to see what you've got in a Jaden Rashada. And so that is where I feel like, hey, you want to, you know, keep someone in the roster or, 
bring in somebody else to help, yes, but you might have a guy in Rashada. And from a talent perspective, folks, I mean, you think about like top recruits and whatnot, and you know, and and, and where guys were, I mean, you know, were were thought of. You might be hard pressed to find a guy on a roster in the Big Twelve who is as highly. Co- yeah, he was the sixth ranked quarterback coming out of high school, and I don't think there's a quarterback in the Big Twelve right now who was as coveted as he was. Uh, yeah, as a prospect, yeah, I mean, twenty five rank, twenty uh, fifth rank pro quarterback for for Cam Rising. Think about Avery Johnson. Let's see, I know he was highly coveted. Uh, as well coming out of uh coming out of college or high school rather but you know like you think about like across the league like nobody sticks out to you as somebody who would have been as highly recruited as highly coveted as a guy like a Jaden Rashada so no matter what happened in that for that first year you still have to give him the full I think chance yeah the next closest guy would probably end up being uh, Avery Johnson, who was the ninth ranked quarterback in his class. But I don't think there's many other guys that are, you know, approaching to be as high of, of a level. Shador Sanders. Uh, let's see when he was a recruit, he might actually be the other guy. He might be the other guy. Uh, let's see as a, yeah, 37th ranked quarterback prospect. So, uh, you know, as a transfer, he was fourth, but overall, yeah. I mean, you're saying, yeah, like, so the point stands, this guy is a, Massive talent. Uh, and, and I think they've got to try and develop that and see. Oklahoma State is the next team. All right. They're in the Big 12 championship game, but their quarterback, Alan Bowman, is going to run out of eligibility this year. They've got Garrett Rangel on the roster. Uh, you know, Gunnar Gundy's still there. I'm not sure how much eligibility he's got left. And then if you think about their quarterback, uh, you know, in the recruiting class this year, I haven't seen him the kid's name right now, but like you don't want to thrust a kid like that into your uh, starting spot. Yeah, it's um, I believe it's Malachi Smith. Yeah, from from California, Malachi Smith is their quarterback recruit coming in this season. So I think this is a team that is uh, ripe for a portal guy, uh, Casey Dunn. You know, and also wants to play with Ollie Gordon in the backfield. They have to do some things at wide receiver, get some new guys in there. But I think this is a team that obviously is going to have to go and find a quarterback not saying you know it's going to find the guy necessarily like they don't mind taking somebody who's in that mid-tier range right and and kind of running the football and just making sure that he gets the idea of the offense but um they're a team that's going to be searching for a quarterback for sure Gus Malzahn and UCF so they've got Riley Trujillo who's coming in in next year's class and they've got the, let's see, I'm trying to get the kid's name, uh, Timmy McLean, also there as well. And going to be interesting to see if they can court somebody. I think somebody will want to play for Gus Malzahn. So I would say let's wait and see about what that situation is going to be. Same thing for BYU and Jake Retzlaff. Uh, is he going to be the guy they give it over to? They're going to go somewhere else, right? Cincinnati needs to make some changes at quarterback as well. And Baylor is going to have some decisions to make at quarterback. Now, Baylor is going to be bringing in a new offensive coordinator to help them get that offense headed in the right direction, hopefully for Dave Aranda and company. I think with that always too, that always brings the specter of bringing in new quarterbacks as well. All right, so there are plenty of quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now. And we'll just talk about some of those players you know, as it sits. And I always think 24-7 sports is a great resource on three has been really good as well, too. But this is the part where you all can begin to dream about your team or your program getting a guy. 
And so if you look at the 24-7 sports ratings, Will Howard is the first guy who comes up, obviously the former K-State quarterback, and he is uh, you know, going to be obviously highly pursued. I think from an NFL standpoint, he could give that a go, but I, I think he wants to go to a situation where the wideouts are kind of set. It's, it's a, you know, we're going to know that like uh, he's got weapons around him. And I think he wants to see how good he can be because with those, with those physical tools that he's got, you'd expect maybe he's got a chance to be a first round pick if everything goes well. You know, I think about the Bo Nix example, and I'm not saying he's as good as Bo, but if you put Will Howard in a nice situation, he might be able to thrive in a pretty significant way. And so I think that is where uh, we're going to see uh, Will Howard potentially go, uh, you know, maybe Pacific Northwest. Uh, I saw that Washington was a possibility, saw Louisville on there too. So there's plenty of places that Will Howard could go. I, I think it's unlikely he's back in the Big 12 unless there is some offense that really see, um, uh, you know, really seems like it's the right fit for him. Sorry, I'm getting news as we, as we go along here, but I don't know if we're going to see Will Howard back in the league unless he, hey, like Oklahoma State comes up, but you kind of wonder about their NIL operation, how good that is uh, at this point in time. Riley Leonard entered uh, on Wednesday and uh, picked, uh, picked Notre Dame basically immediately. I think he was a do not contact. So he left and he knew exactly where he was going. So that's there's that. Grayson McCall is one where, look, we thought Grayson McCall would enter the transfer portal, uh, you know, a while ago. I don't think we we believed it would take this long for McCall to, to get to the portal. And he is a guy that has got, obviously, NFL aspirations. This year did not go as planned, played with injury as well, too. Uh, but, you know, he, he was he hadn't played since, I think, the 21st. Yeah. So, you know, this has been a Coastal Carolina, you know, or the situation for him, like where he stayed last year. And now I think he wants to kind of branch out and see what else is available for him. This is a guy who's thrown for over 10,000 yards. He's thrown for 88 touchdowns, 14 picks. You know, he's run for over 1,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. I mean, he is going to be a highly coveted guy, going to build 6'3", 220. Um, I think it's one of those, though, for him probably, too. It's another one of those, you know, Kind of like, like for Leonard, for Howard, and for McCall, they're going to get paid, but the calculus for them is a bit different because the big payday might be coming, and to maximize that first contract, they might be looking for NFL homes. Those are all guys that you heard heard about at some point in time from some draft analysts talking about them as a potential first round NFL draft pick, and so all of those guys I think are looking to make some money. Yes, now too, but also see if they can really push uh forward and uh, at least riley leonard and mccall's cases like it's good for them to leave those schools and they've dealt with injuries will rogers at mississippi state this is not a guy who is a um this is not a guy who is like a top line talent this is not a guy who i'm thinking about as an nfl guy this is a guy who's going to make as much money as he possibly can here I think that's the, kind of the calculus for a Will real Will Rogers. He'll find his way onto a team, uh, but I think for him, you know, what all-time leading passer in the Southeastern Conference's history, this is a spot for him to really, you know, uh, kind of cash out. I don't know about the Brosmer kid from UNH. Know nothing about him. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to. You see, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami is on there, up and down, and there's some games particularly against Texas A&M where he looked really good. And he had some moments against Louisville where he looked really strong too. But for him, it's been that inconsistency. 
And I don't know if his teammates loved him a ton either this season. So Van Dyke's got a little bit of growing up to do, I would say. But in terms of a talent, Tyler Van Dyke is a top-of-the-line talent. Big guy, strong arm, can make all the throws, has had his moments. Um, and so he's up there. Soresby as well, you know, is up there too. Sluka, the kid I've not seen from Holy Cross. I know they had a good year. Tyler Shuck from Texas Tech. If he wanted to stay in the state of Texas, it's a possibility. We also see our friend Gary Bohannon in here. Jake Rubley is on there. Ken Seals of, uh, of uh, Vanderbilt is there too. Uh, Adrian Lara is there. And so K-State might need another quarterback because they lost like everybody to the portal. But yes, yeah, so you're seeing all of these guys in the portal right now. Kurt Warner's kids there. Logan Fife from Fresno is in there. Noah Kim from Michigan State's in there. So you need to do some more film study on some of these guys. But with the coaching level we have in this league, particularly Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State, particularly uh, I'm thinking about Gus Malzahn at UCF, right? Those schools would probably have a really good chance of landing high quality transfers. Baylor's going to have a chance too if they make the right hire. Houston or uh, yeah, Houston will see what their hire is and what that necessitates there. But there is going to be some quarterback movement in a lot of these conferences. There's definitely going to be some in the Big 12 too. We'll see if somebody goes for development, if they go for a top dog, we will see. Enjoy the Big 12 championship this uh, this weekend, folks. Uh, make sure you find us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. All right, you guys can find this show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks. Talk to you tomorrow.